0: Welcome to The Wonderful World of Dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers, and reviews of the world's best companies across the
1: globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com.
0: Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance, and today I am so thrilled to introduce Berlin State Ballet's newest principal dancer, Cuban-born prima ballerina Yolanda Cordera, who's... Last name, I'm not going to be able to pronounce very well. <laughs> um, hi, Yolanda. So lovely. Hello. Please, like, correct my, my pronunciation of your last name for everyone.
1: No, please. It's great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: It's so lovely. So you're basically in Berlin at the moment. Yes. Yeah. And you've just dashed back from the Berlin Opera House to your yes. apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you rehearsing today or what, what were are doing in the studio today?
1: Well, I I was rehearsing a cracker because I'm performing a cracker uh, here with with Stats Ballet, but I'm also guesting with the Norwegian National Ballet in December. So my partner, a Cuban dancer, arrived yesterday and we've been um, using the studios because it's Sunday and studios are free, so we were doing it a bit like... Of a uh, nutcracker today.
0: Oh, how wonderful. Tis the season for nutcracker. <laughs> yes, um, all nutcracker the world. pretty much everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, who doesn't love a good nutcracker? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, you're from Cuba. Tell us about um, how old you were and when you got started dancing back in your home country.
1: I was nine years old. Um, that's actually the age where um, we start ballet in, in Cuba, and I think in the rest of the world, it's more or less the same. I did a bit of gymnastic when I was six years old and um, our coach, he spoke to my parents and he said that I could be a ballet dancer and they thought, yes, why not? And I think I I thought so too. Uh, When I joined the the ballet school, I liked it very much from the beginning and that was it.
0: Wow. So you took to ballet right away. So the ballet class, (laughs) you enjoyed it immediately.
1: Yes, very much somehow I don't know. I really like to be in the studio and to have all the all those big mirrors or, uh, where we could just look at each other and um, I don't know just move around and dance a little bit though it's of course in the beginning it's so very slow and uh, it might seem boring, but it wasn't for me so yeah.
0: and tell us about um as you say you sort of Dancing from the age of nine or, you know, training from the a- age of nine. Um, what does the, the training sort of journey look like for a Cuban dancer in terms of the schools that you go to and what happens?
1: Well, we we had to start at 7.30 in the morning with, um, with a training, like a warm-up, uh, with a, um, a physical trainer, like a... a a trainer, a personal trainer, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we had the ballet class. And after that, we had uh, repertoire classes and uh, folkloric also classy, uh, classes. And um, we, we had all the practices until one. And then in the afternoon, we had the normal school. And the good thing is that we had everything in one school, because in every city in Cuba, uh, there's a school like an art school with uh, music dancing um, and all the arts so we were all the students together in one school doing um, uh, the let's say the career we were starting already and a normal school
0: and how long how long did you train for before you joined the National Ballet of Cuba for eight years
1: I I did five years in my hometown again mm-hmm. and then I moved to the capital, to La uh, with the National Ballet School for three years and then to the national, uh, national company.
0: And what was it like graduating into the national uh, ballet company? It's quite a prestigious company in your, obviously, in your country. It um, must have felt very good.
1: Yes, it was, of course, a dream come true, because um, from the moment I saw the company, I wanted to be part of it, and I have to say, I didn't dream to be a principal dancer yet at okay. the time. I just wanted to be there, to be part of that amazing company,
0: so it was a um, big deal, yeah. And you were promoted to um, principal dancer, is that right, two, sort of after five years in the company? yes. And what was it like going from the corps de ballet through those five years to becoming a principal dancer?
1: Um, It was, I think it was really amazing. I learned so much because I did absolutely everything. I did the corps de ballet, then I was a soloist, and then uh, first soloist, and then principal dancer. So I went through every uh, character and... um, that of course gave me uh, the experience and the the knowledge and the technique to to become a principal dancer. Yeah. And um, when I got the the rank, it was of course um, it was incredible. I I felt honored to to be a principal dancer with the National Ballet of Cuba. That was that was a big dream. Yeah.
0: But you didn't stay with the National Ballet of Cuba, Um, you decided to move. Tell us about this decision in your life.
1: I danced there for 10 years. And and after that, I felt I wanted to expand my career. I wanted to have more of an international career. And I wanted to dance other things, not just classical ballet. I wanted to do modern, uh, contemporary, new classical ballet. Um, I wanted to experience other choreographers and compare myself uh, to another level, uh, more of international level. And Europe always um, was the my goal, like to be in a company in Europe. And um, so I, yes, I took the decision to... Not to—I don't like to say—to leave Cuba to, or to leave the company because I—I I feel very much part of my country and the company. I'm still part of the company, and I sort of brought everything with me when when I left, and I still have it with me wherever I go. I feel I'm always representing my country, but it was it was a good decision and the right decision, I think.
0: And which company did you join in Europe?
1: I worked with Victor Yate in Madrid for a few months and that was actually a great transition because we, I did a lot of modern there, um, but very, it was very, very physical. So it helped me to break a bit the patterns from doing only classical ballet and it was fantastic to work with him uh, in the company. And then um, I went to the Norwegian National Ballet. Where I had a dream career I think um, I got amazing opportunities to do like not just all the classicals but a lot of um, all the choreographies and to work with people like Kilian and uh, Forsyth. and i I did Manon there and nongin and it was really really amazing to be to be there and to work with so many ballet masters coming. Uh, to guests in our company, and the people there, fantastic people, and um, the audience in the opera house in Oslo is one of the best modern opera houses in the world. And after seven years, I thought again, I, I wanted a change. And then I applied to the company here in Berlin. I was looking for um, other challenges I wanted to feel that pressure um, and more competition in in a good way and uh, just learn more, much more than I had learned uh, for the past years. It's like it's never enough.
0: (laughs) So how long have you been with the the Berlin State Ballet now? Three months. Three months. The pressure, it's really interesting to hear you say that you are craving this pr- additional pressure and these additional challenges at this point in your career. That's, you certainly don't seem like someone who's going to take a step back and think, oh, I'm principal dancer for many years and I can just relax now. Um, have you found that pressure and that challenge over the last three months? Yes,
1: very, from the very first day. I, I could see that the company has a very good level, very high level. Also to be in the studio together with dancers like Yana Salenko and Paulina and Maria, people that I actually knew. It's funny because I know most of them from guesting all over the world. So um, I was so scared. But then when I saw them, we were just like talking like we usually do. Yet I, it's not the same when you join a company and you are there every single day. So I was scared very much, especially because... You don't want to disappoint people. You join a company as a principal dancer. You have to deliver. Um, But I've been also inspired from day one working with these dancers. And because they're not just amazing dancers. They're hard workers, so professionals, and great people. The atmosphere in this company is fantastic. Everyone is always working. Uh, But... Uh, they demand a lot more of course because in order to have that level you need you need that work you need uh, to aim for that quality and working with ballet masters like there's one ballet master here that I love Christine Camilo she is like a sculpture she is like with the you know the, the leader with the tools like shaping you and that kind of work I I'm very much happy to have here in the company and also with the director, Johannes, who has brought so many great dancers into this company. It's, um, it's so new and, uh, inspiring and challenging. And yeah, I'm really happy, very happy, but I was, I was freaking out. <laughs> like the first, the first week I was very, very scared.
0: Yes, I, I, I could imagine what that must be like standing behind you know, some of those amazing dancers you've mentioned. But they are just such lovely people, aren't they? Yes, very. Um, very. So you mentioned that you're rehearsing The Nutcracker at the moment. Um, but what other ballets are, do you know what ballets are on the horizon for you? Um, what, what roles that you've got coming up over the, the next season or the rest of this season?
1: Uh, I am very, very happy to uh, to do Juliet. Cranko's uh, room in Juliet because I've never done it and um, we've been actually waiting all the dancers for the cast list to come out and two days ago the paper was on the wall and I I don't know I had this sensation I wanted to look but I didn't want to and (laughs) I'm so sorry I'm like No it's lovely and then I was like I was like searching for Juliet and I saw my name and oh I feel so happy, so, so happy to be part of the cast. And I am so excited to do this ballet. And um, yes, like to work with people like Reed uh, Anderson, whom I've worked with before. Um, I can't wait to have this experience. And um, there's a program that I really like uh, where I'm doing theming variations uh, from George Balanchine and Second Detail from Forsyth. And I am so excited. I think that combination is just
0: incredible. And yes, I'm very, very happy. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing um, sort of immediate future to look forward to. <laughs> I can see why you're so excited. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and in that excitement, you know, what you mentioned love being in the studio, but also these roles. What What is it about dance that you love the most? You know, why do you dance?
1: Um, I think it's... Um, is this freedom you feel on stage uh, of course there's a pressure and you want to you want to do your job as good as possible but it's um it's the freedom of being on stage and owning the stage and I think I think it's fantastic that we get to interpret uh Characters And one day you're Juliet and another day you're Odette Odile and you fall in love on stage. And I know it might sound um, tacky, but actually, I, I don't know, this romantic scenes I really love because I'm, I'm very romantic. And <laughs> it's to be on stage with this beautiful music and um, the challenges of a difficult variation and uh, what you feel when you have... Uh, gone through a whole ballet and I don't know this feeling that you have given your soul and just left your heart on stage and then to receive the applause from the audience and it's the whole thing I think is I don't know I can't compare to any other feeling it's uh overwhelming and beautiful and breathtaking and yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you mentioned a couple of amazing roles there, of course. Do you have a favorite role and why?
1: Um, I think that's it's hard to decide um, which one, but I I love Giselle, and I feel very um, a special connection with with that ballet because of what it represents. Also in Cuba, to when you got an opportunity to do Giselle, it meant that you, it was your step to become a prima ballerina. And um, we always had these images from uh, our director, Alicia Alonso, and we learned so much from her. And I think it's like a gem of the romantic uh, era period of a romantic uh, classical ballet. And I love this story. I think it's a beautiful story. I love the style and the music. Um, yes, I think I could say that's my favorite, my favorite one.
0: And how do you prepare for your roles? Do you have a certain process that you go through each time, or how how do you approach the roles?
1: I think first you you should know very well the story, and if there's a book or a novel or something that you should read it and um, analyze it in because of course that gives you a lot of knowledge and um, it's something that all dancers, it's a homework that we, we should do. And it's very much uh, what you achieve in the studio together with your violin master. And um, it becomes a very beautiful work uh, between two people uh, trying to, um, to get the right expressions and uh, the right technique together with it, the artistic side. So it's a, it, it's a beautiful process. Actually, sometimes I enjoy a lot more this everyday work in the studio together with the ballet master. It almost becomes your family uh, because it's so intense. Uh, so I think that it's very important to have um, to have a good coach and to trust it you know to be open-minded
0: and open-hearted and do you find it difficult i mean you you seem to have this real love of the studio and the time in the studio that you have but do you ever find it um, difficult sort of every day going in doing your doing your class you know all the rehearsals no
1: no (laughs) (laughs) i i love to be in the studio and I don't know, sometimes people say, oh, Yoli, because like, they call me Yoli, it's like my little, little name. Yoli, she's crazy, she's always there. <laughs> but I truly, truly love to be in the studio. I think I love ballet class because it's the easiest way to be in shape. I, sometimes I, I think it's a luxury. You go into the studio and there's someone giving you the steps and a pianist. You don't have to think about anything else but doing the, the work and you have someone taking care of your work because it's correcting you. So I, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I think it's fun. I love being in the studio and the class and turns and jumps and um, difficult combinations and to be just part of the whole group, the whole ensemble. I think I find it really fun. Of course, I have days when I'm tired and I might feel a little bit lazy, but still, I always go to ballet class. I'd rather be in the studio with people than being alone doing my own thing or just in the gym I don't I don't like that I also don't believe that there's anything else better than the ballet class to keep a dancer in shape and rehearsals I love uh I love rehearsing I love the process of any ballet or creation and I mean I don't know dancing I always say is ballet is the love of my life (laughs) And I really, I love working. I think I, I also have a lot of energy Yes, (laughs) too much, maybe sometimes. So my body doesn't follow and I just don't want to stop. And of course I have to, because I'm exhausted and, and I have pain, but, um, Yes, I truly love it to be in the
0: studio. And and how do you deal with the pain? I I saw on your Instagram uh, a photo of your feet taped up, (laughs) um, which I know people are fascinated with, of course, because what mostly the audience gets to see is this perfection um, in terms of the performance, this moment, but they don't well, more now with social media, but they don't normally get to see what all the hard work behind the mm. scenes. So tell us about the sort of pain and, and this foot photo. <laughs> yes, I think we have a great tolerance and
1: um, of course we can deal with a lot of pain because since we are very little, we have to and I think the worst is of course the injuries, more than blisters or soft corners which are pretty, pretty bad, (laughs) Uh, but it's the, it's the injuries, and I've had quite many, and I have to say, sometimes I don't take care of my body as I should, I've learned a bit late to do that, Um, and the thing, the thing about me and pain is that usually I don't stop, even if I have pain. It's just this, you know, in the back of your head that you just don't want to be off. And then you say, okay, maybe I'm injured, but maybe it's just pain. Um, Maybe it's not so dangerous for the injury. So you do learn, you teach yourself to deal with pain because you just don't want to be off. You want to keep working. And we develop this ability. It's a training. Uh, We have to trick our brains and we get used to and of course the adrenaline helps like when you're on stage you don't feel you don't feel much uh, of the pain sometimes you don't feel it at all uh, because you're just busy with everything else and yeah pretty much the adrenaline that's the
0: and have the injuries that you had kept you away from performing for very long have there been long injuries or more sort of short um
1: i've had two bad injuries in my life uh, being for three months with crashes, on crashes. Um, but most of the time I've managed to stay on. Of course, I've had to, um, I needed good doctors and uh, I had to do a lot of exercises in order to keep my body strong and train all the muscles to compensate a little bit um so yes most of the time i've managed to and, stay on the game
0: <laughs> and, and <laughs> how have you dealt with that, those three months that you were on crutches considering how much you love being in the studio and you you know it's sunday and you're there today <laughs> you know how did you deal with that
1: it's of course it's very it's very depressing of course I can and,
0: imagine
1: um, mm. we are so pessimist and we are a bit be too dramatic sometimes no dancers and we think that we will never dance again and it's all over um, so it was yeah it was terrible for me to be off but I did learn a lot uh, about my body and injuries and how to take care of my body in order to avoid injuries or to deal with injuries that I already had and I tried to learn all the things I spend my time reading much more and just I just wanted to learn I was then craving for other things uh, because I needed to use my time I had so much energy I didn't know what to do with it so I I tried to to get knowledge and to just learn um, about anything I could I could learn and that helped me very much also I spend more time with my family with mom and dad and um, that was really good for me to to be with my family and to, yeah, spend quality time with them.
0: And how do you – you said you've come late to looking after your body. How do you take care of your body now and, you know, I guess your body, mind and spirit, you know, how do you what, – <laughs> what have you learned?
1: Well, I – Uh, When I was in Cuba, I worked with an amazing physiotherapist and um, personal trainer. We started every day at 6 in the morning. I know this sounds also a bit... uh, We started at 6 in the morning every day with a great plan of exercises to take care of everything, to keep the body strong. So I got used to this. And when I left Cuba, I tried... To do it um, on my own, so I wake up every day at five thirty in the morning. You do? Uh, yes, and I do. <laughs> wow! And I I start sometimes six six thirty, um, and I do um, I do a routine of exercises before I start uh, the ballet class, and that that's been really good for me. Uh, to not just avoid injuries but to deal with the ones I have already and um, I feel I can start my day much better and I can um, yes like I'm ready to to start the day and I feel I can take a lot more of work when when I do this but also I've had to learn to rest because I'm always restless and even on Sundays, I, I, always, I always like to work even on Sundays. So I try not to work on Sundays and maybe I do just a little bit in just in order to keep my body moving and this, you know, circulation going. <laughs> but I do try to rest at least one day a week and do other activities relax and read, and especially to read, because I think that's, um, that's so important for, for anyone. And uh, my mom, she always, uh, she tells me this constantly, it is important uh, to, you know, get knowledge and to learn and to be ready for one day, you will not be able to dance anymore. And you have to be ready for that. And you have to know, you have to be prepared to do something else. So I try to do the things. Also, I I like music very, very much. And I love singing. Oh. So um, I started uh, to take some singing lessons since wow. last year uh, on Sundays. So I try to, yeah, I like to to do that sometimes. And um, what, what sort we'll of singing
0: do you do? What, what sort of style of music?
1: I love musicals. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yes. So um, I, we do a bit of training to, to train my voice a leader and to, yes. And then we try a few songs. Um, nothing, I mean, I'm not trying to become a professional, but I will say that my dream uh, is to be in a musical one day, like to have the opportunity to to be in a musical, even if it's in the back, <laughs> if it's in the choir or something. <laughs> Just to be on stage singing, I I'm, I can imagine that would be such an amazing experience too.
0: Could you imagine that maybe once your you know prima ballerina, principal dancer days on stage are you know closing that maybe the (laughs) musical door will open for you is that something you could transition into in the future is that possible I mean I don't know but I would
1: love to I would love to be on stage acting and singing that's I don't know. It sounds really cool. Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> and have you? You know, you're obviously um, taking your mother's words of advice and learning a lot, and and thinking and preparing for life after the stage. You clearly have many years left in you yet. But you <laughs> know, aside from the musical, um, you know, dreams that you have, which I'm sure will come to fruition, no doubt. But what else are you thinking about for the rest of your future? If you are.
1: Well, um, I've dared to dream with uh, becoming a director, a company director. Fantastic.
0: Wow. Need more female I company directors. I don't know directors. where that came from. <laughs> I actually
1: don't know. But it sort of started to, I don't know, come the thought. And I do I do like coaching very much. I love working with uh, professionals and being in the studio and just giving what I've learned. And I like also um uh, to work with students to teach. I like that very very much. Um, of course I, I think I have to be I have to be better I have to learn a lot more especially if when working with students you need to have methods and you need to know a bit of psychology and how to approach uh, because you know students uh, it's not the same uh, like with professionals you have to have certain way to make them understand that is you just want um, the good for them and not for yourself, and to push them but with love at the same time, not to be too, too harsh, uh, but then that you need discipline. And, um, yes, I, I would love to experience all this, which I have already. I think that's why I, I know that I like it. But I don't know. I had this had this thought, this idea of uh, being a director, and company director.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely fantastic aspiration to have. Like, and um, it would be so wonderful to to see that in the future. <laughs> um, that, that's that's absolutely wonderful. And you mentioned this getting up at five thirty in the morning business, which um, for me is quite. Quite shocking <laughs> um, particularly as dancers' days are quite notoriously long, um, how do tell us about your typical day if you're starting at five thirty and not finishing performances until well into the night, hmm. tell us how, how that works
1: Well, when I'm performing, i 'm performing i't then i don't wake up so early because. After the shows is it's so hard to sleep. You still have the adrenaline very, very high, and then you're thinking and you're going through the whole show and what you did wrong or right or it's a lot a lot going on um, in your mind. So I I fall asleep at two in the morning. And then um, then I don't I don't wake up at five because I do need to rest. Um, and the everyday um, I go to bed at 9 30 I'm already like <laughs> 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 under the covers I do need to go to bed early because otherwise I, I don't think I could if I if I if I go to bed very late it is hard for me to wake up that early yeah, so, yeah. I need to sleep I need to have at least eight hours yeah sleep. yeah
0: absolutely um, yeah. And, you know, you're 18 years into your ballet career um, and I'm just wondering, do you look back and think um, these are some really special moments that you've had in your career? Do you have sort of highlights that you think about?
1: I do. Um, Like when I did Giselle for the first time, Um, first of all, it was a surprise when I knew I was going to do Giselle. Because I, I was very much sure that um, when the season, GCL season came, uh, came along, I, I thought, no, I'm, I think I'm not ready. I don't think I would get the opportunity, and yet I did. And that was, I was so, um, I was so, like emotionally very, um, I was shocked very much. And I had a beautiful process because I had four ballet masters uh, working with me in the studio, especially for the mad scene and to um, work in the, the whole character. And I, I learned so much with them and to, just to perform this ballet, it was a big, big thing for me in Cuba. Um, and also uh, when I came back from this injury, from being on on crashes and not dancing. I did my first Sleeping Beauty. Uh, So after it was actually, the whole thing was six months because I had to, I was with the injury and then all the whole recovery took time. So my first uh, production was Sleeping Beauty. And I remember this feeling of coming back and being on stage and doing something like Sleeping Beauty, doing Aurora on stage. I remember being completely different as a dancer because for me it was so terrible to be uh, out of stage that I, I don't know, I came back with uh, different energies and more brave and I dared to just go and live the moment without getting nervous without thinking about anything else, but being just grateful for being on stage again. And yes, that was a moment of great happiness for me. And I don't know, we, it's hard to, I think we dancers, we have so many great moments on stage and also bad moments on stage, uh, which makes the good moments even better. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> what sort of bad moments have you had on stage
1: um you know when you when you go and everything just goes um wrong and you make mistakes and because we are very hard with ourselves uh we don't accept uh mistake it's like we it's so hard for us to deal with that and we always you know like punishing ourselves um so yes I've I've done uh, what we say bad performance is that maybe like the ballet master, they would say, no, it was not a bad performance. It was, you made mistakes because you're human. It's, um, and that's what makes things, uh, even better sometimes because you learn or because you maybe the first part of the variation didn't go right, but then you, you know, you get some kind of strength together with adrenaline and then you overcome, uh, the mistakes. So, yes, I don't know, I've had um, what I say bad moments uh, when the, the variation or the steps uh, didn't go as I wanted uh, and it's hard for me to sleep. Is it? Because uh, then I'm, I don't know, I feel, I feel really bad. I feel almost amateur sometimes when I make mistakes on stage and I always feel this cannot happen again. Though it could, of course. Um, but you do learn very much. And you for sure learn much more uh, from mistakes um, than from great performances. Um, so it is important, I think,
0: to. Uh- and I'm sure the audience didn't even notice these bad moments. We you. Uni- <laughs> I'm sure to the audience your variations looked perfection. I'm absolutely sure. So, who inspires you in your life? Who are your role models?
1: Uh, my mother. Yeah. And my father. I think because I think I've got the passion from my dad. Because uh, he, as a full-time uh, professional worker, though he's retired, he's still working, and uh, he's a little bit old. Yet he never says I'm tired, and he has a lot of passion for his work, and he's a great professional. And I think I got uh, some of that. And from my mother, she she has this sense of duty. Uh, that I also have and discipline. And, um, I think, yeah, I learned very much, uh, growing up with, uh, with my mom and dad. And I don't know, I think a lot about them when, when I'm working and when I have good days and bad days and I want them to be proud, of course, of what I've done, but I, I I, don't know. I want to be, sometimes I want to be more like them. Uh, and yes, I think they are my heroes, I could
0: say. I'm sure they're proud of you, my goodness. <laughs> so lovely to hear that your heroes are your Lovely mum and dad. (laughs) They will be so pleased to hear that, I'm sure. (laughs) So sweet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And of course, uh, a lot of people uh, inspire me every day. Uh, Like my best friend, uh, Andreas Heiser. he's a German choreographer and he's been my family and we've been friends for, for a very long time. And um, it's someone I look up to uh, very much because it's been always working very hard. is someone who um, always thought that um, we have to like we have to do things right and uh, it is important knowledge and quality and to be good people and to help others. and I don't know. I I always thought that he was always my best friend and my psychologist because uh, he's been helping me uh, since we have met and um, he's a great example of hard work as well. Um, so um, I'm very fortunate to have him in my life. I love my little brother. And I always say if the world had more people like you it would be a better world because I've mm. never met someone so honest like this boy or a man. He's not a boy anymore, <laughs> but I still, um, such a, I don't know. I think it's a pure, pure soul and, um, so simple and so yeah, just honest and pure. One of those people who are very happy with nothing and they always ask for nothing, but they give it all. Um, so, um, I don't know. I think my family and my, my friends are very much, uh, very, very important in my life. And a lot of what I do every day Um, I do it, of course, for myself because I love what I do. Um, But it's, I don't know, I feel I want to earn their love and their respect because, uh, I don't know, they're incredible people. And there's one person in my life that I... It's my boyfriend. (laughs) He... um, it's, it's been hard for us okay. because um, he's Norwegian, so he's in Norway oh. and we miss each other very much, but I, I find him very, very inspiring and uh, the things I've learned with him, he's a, he directs a, a company of designers and architectures and he always says to me, stay real and this is something that I, I think is very true. It's um, a man I love very much and who loves me deeply. And I'm very, very lucky to have in my life. Who's been supporting me from the beginning. Who understood very much uh, when, I, when I told him, I, am, I want to change. I want to go to another company. I'm moving to Berlin. Uh, and though it's been hard for us, he's been always there for me traveling to see me perform and coming to see my premieres and so proud of this ballerina (laughs) um and I always think about him when he says to me stay real be you know be yourself um with all your things and um with all the love you have for your work and I don't know to hear him say I'm proud of you and Yes, um, I think family, friends, um, the love of my life. These people, they they mean they mean a lot to me, very, very much.
0: Particularly, as you know, you're you're not, you're away from home, and you've been away from home for you know like ten years now, um, yeah. and it's lovely to hear that actually it's your family and those friends and your the love of your life who help you sort of enable you to be this amazing ballerina while they're in different locations to you. Yes. Yeah. So I want to ask um, with all of the lovely things that you've said about wanting to um, uh, live up to the expectations of those that you um, hold in high esteem, There would be many, many, many dancers um, looking to you at at your career and and being inspired by your journey. What advice would you have for um, other aspiring dancers, either from Cuba or generally, um, who are thinking that they would love to have a career like yours?
1: Um, I think uh, it is the studio what makes a dancer. And nowadays there's a lot of uh th- new theories theories and um, ways and I don't know we have um, so many things we could do um, for our bodies and uh, you know there's a lot of um, alternatives but I think yes that's great you can do that, but always as a something extra but never instead a ballet class, never instead uh, of practicing and being in the studio because it is to be in the studio and to dedicate all those hours in the studio to do ballet class every single day from the beginning till the end. Uh, Even even if you're very, very tired, always ballet class. And maybe one day you will not be able to work hundred percent of course, but, uh, still it's always better to to do your ballet class even if it's 50-60 percent than not doing it and lots of practice and lots of extra in the studio the gym is fantastic and all the pilates gyrotonics and all that uh, yoga uh, modern classes that's fantastic but never instead uh, ballet class and never instead of being in the studio and dedicating time uh, to uh, achieve achieve steps and um, to get that quality. In order to get that quality, you need to be in the studio.
0: Oh, Yolanda, that is such wonderful advice. And I am so looking forward to seeing your journey with um, the Berlin State Ballet as their new principal dancer. And in the future, maybe seeing you in a musical. And running a company, which would be amazing. <laughs> uh, with the, with your energy and your positivity, I can see you doing all of those things without oh doubt. <laughs> um, so for listeners um, of the podcast show and those watching the video, make sure you follow Yolanda and her journey on Instagram, which is at Y-O-M-A underscore C-O-R-R-E-N. And if you're lucky enough to live in Germany um, and you can see this amazing company and Yolanda in your home city um, or in Berlin, go to their website and check out all of the performances that are coming up. The Nutcracker coming up at Juliet, um, which would be absolutely amazing. And the other pieces. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.